Good morning. <laughs> I thought I was getting ready to be transported to another universe there for a bit. <laughs> Kate, is Katie in here? I don't see her. So I can't, she probably did that on purpose because so, I stood her up at the 9 o'clock service. But, well, let me just say that Vacation Bible School was a success. We enjoyed uh, about 25 or 30 children at the 9 o'clock service singing for us. There was 70 children uh, all together that experienced Vacation Bible School, and there were about 30 volunteers. And the, you can see pictures online at our uh, website. Uh, GreerChurch.com and Katie and so many other folks uh, did a great outstanding job and I just want to make sure that I thank them and to make sure that you thank them when you see them. But she's not through. Kids, wonderful Wednesdays begin this Wednesday, June the 19th. If you are a potty trained preschooler up to elementary age kids, that's what it says. I'm the read. I'm just reading one of them. <laughs> You're invited to join. Mrs. Katie for fun and games, activities and Bible. I guess that cuts out a whole bunch of you adults, right? <laughs> anyway, Bible study from 9 to 12 noon each Wednesday in June and July. If you'd like to know more information or if you'd like to register, you can call or email Katie or the church office. I also want to let you know that uh, annual conference was held, and I want to give you a short report. We will have a detailed report that will be included in the uh, bulletin next week. Um, our bishop was quite impressive. I think we're in for some good Episcopal leadership during the, the next four years as he's his first term with us. And basically, if I could sum up everything that he said, I would just sum it up this way. His emphasis was for us to love Jesus. Just love Jesus over everything else. Put Jesus first over anything else in your life. And then to have God-sized dreams. He said, we don't dream big enough. We need to have God-sized dreams. And I, and I just was very impressed with uh, our new bishop, Bishop Holston. A reminder that there Lake Day's coming up. Combined service, June the 30th. That's last Sunday this month at 10 o'clock. It'll be over in the Family Life Center. Uh, the junior high youth and senior high youth of our church will be leading us in worship. After we worship at 10, we will go to the lake for our lake day and have lunch, hot dogs and hamburgers, and you've probably seen a lot about it already, and you'll, and you'll see more about it. And then you can spend the afternoon there or whatever. I'd like to, the SPRC wants me to announce to you that we have hired a new secretary, Beth Melton Roberts. She began this training Monday. Her hours will be Monday through Thursday, 9 to 3. You'll see more information about that in the bulletin next week. Randy and Stephen and Corey Connett and others are with the youth on their mission trip this week. We want to continue to pray for them as they seek to do God's work. And last thing is, there is a denominational handbook and it's just been published. It looks like this. And there's some of them back there in the narthex. We have more in the office, but at the office, the table outside the office. There's enough for one each family to have one. I wish you'd please take one of these and go home and, and read through it. You'd, it because uh, this is all about our who we are as United Methodist, and I think you'll probably be surprised. You probably will say, you know, I didn't know we did all this, but here it is, and uh, I want you to please get one sometime either today or stop by the office. We welcome Jessica back. Congratulations. And I know if any of y'all didn't know, Jessica got married and her new husband's up there in the, in the, in the balcony. Wave at us. All right. All right. We welcome both of you back. Let us begin our worship together.
be with you. And also with you. Let us pray together. Lord, we come here from tiring weeks, from hectic days and lonely times, from happy experiences and pleasing results, from all different types of lives. We come seeking forgiveness, seeking friendship, comfort, knowledge, solitude, or perhaps we come without reason. We're here to sing, to listen, to talk, to love, and to be loved. For whatever reason we find ourselves here, Lord, may we be open to you and to others around us so that we may experience your love and will. Amen. Let us join together in our affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. seated let our children come forward as Kevin is our substitute today I believe
Good morning. What is today? It's a special day. Father's Day. Y'all celebrating Father's Day today? You did it yesterday. All right. A lot of people did it yesterday. Some will do it today. Do you think either one of you, start off with a, with a question, do either one of you think you resemble or look anything like your father or your grandfather? Not a trick question. I think the fathers and grandfathers in here would say, hope say yes. We resemble, we resemble our family members a lot. I don't think I myself could deny who I come from and my side of my family from my grandfather and my father because I resemble them very much. But today I want to talk about two important things. I want to talk about not only our earthly father or grandfather, but I want to talk about our heavenly father. What are some ways that we can honor our earthly father or grandfather? What are some things we can do? You can hug him. That's right. Maybe cook him something to eat. Y'all cook him breakfast this morning? No? That would have been nice, wouldn't it? So, my, my son, he's, he's 16 months. He tried to cook me breakfast this morning. A lot of it ended up on the floor, but I knew it was all in good intentions. But our Heavenly Father is mostly important. And the verse I'm going to read today is out of Ephesians. It's Ephesians 6, verses 1, and it's one of the commandments that comes earlier from Exodus, and it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with all of you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So we love our earthly fathers and our grandfathers, and we do nice things for them like today and then other days, but we need to make sure that we give thanks to our Heavenly Father. You know why? Because most importantly... He sent his son, Jesus, to earth, not only to teach and heal, but ultimately give his life for us, right? So I want to challenge you all two things today on Father's Day. One, when you leave here today, give your dad or your grandfather a big hug. and They deserve it. And the second thing is try each and every day to do something good, not only for your earthly father, but your heavenly father, okay, to honor them. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for all the fathers, the grandfathers, the great-grandfathers. But most of all, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, for knowing that we needed him, Lord, not only to teach and heal, but to ultimately lay down his life for us. Help us this day to remember that you gave the ultimate sacrifice by sending your son. And help us have a wonderful day. And we ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. The first scripture lesson is found in the Old Testament book of Joshua. I'll be reading in the 24th chapter, verses 14 and 15. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God.
Let us bow our heads in prayer. O oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O oh, blessed God, you listen to us and we come before you with our praise and our thanksgiving. We humbly confess our sins as we seek your guidance, your direction. We know that you have given us the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. And yet we seek to justify ourselves by works rather than faith. We know that you do not delight in wickedness and we deserve your wrath. In your tender mercy, forgive our many sins. Keep us from evil. May the Holy Spirit who sustained the work of the church even up until this day guide us and strengthen us and increase the usefulness of our lives in your service. Let us wish for nothing but the good news be heard and received throughout the earth. We are reminded this day that there are many who have tears of sadness, who are weighted down by diseases. We pray that you would touch those also whose minds are troubled and that you give the presence of Christ and give them hope. May all and everyone that we pray for this day, those that are listed in our prayer list, those that we pray for now in the silence of our hearts, may they know the peace of Christ. May we trust your good and perfect will for their life. We pray this day for all those who are like Joshua, fathers who lead their families in faith and who serve the Lord. We pray, O oh Lord, that you'd continue to lead us into your righteousness and make our way straight before you. We pray you'd give ear to our words. For we pray in the name of the Christ who taught us to pray, saying these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let our ushers come forward as we continue our worship with our giving.
Please be seated. I'm taking my sermon from the Joshua passage, but I want to read you this scripture from the Gospel of John that you are probably very familiar with. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we're thankful for many things this day, but especially we're thankful for your Holy Spirit that guides us, instructs us, enables us to live and breathe and have our being in you. And we pray this day that same Spirit would help us to understand what it means to be godly men and women in this world. We pray in your name. Amen. Yes, today is Father's Day. Father's Day. Now, let me just give you a little history. The idea for creating this day for fathers began in Spokane, Washington. A woman by the name of Sonora Smart Dodd thought that the idea for Father's Day while she was listening to a Mother's Day sermon in 1909. She had been raised by her father and so she felt like her father was special and that he ought to have a day set aside to honor him and all other fathers. His father was born in June, and so she chose to hold the first Father's Day celebration in June. Later, she petitioned the government and President Calvin Coolidge officially proclaimed the third Sunday in June as Father's Day. But friends, I believe that today in our time, that Christian fathers are the most unpraised, unnoticed, and unappreciated heroes of our times. In fact, one little boy defined Father's Day this way. He said, Father's Day was just like Mother's Day. The only difference is you don't have to spend any money on the gift. I read a statistic that said that the greatest number of long-distance phone calls occurred on Mother's Day, but the largest number of collect calls were made on Father's Day. I think partly what has happened is, is some of the humor has come down to us in different ways, but you may have heard of this book, The World According to Dad, and in it, it has all these phrases that many of you have probably heard. Some of you fathers may have said these things. Stuff like, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. What do you think? I'm made of money. When I was your age, I walked five miles to and from school. Just wait till you have some kids of your own. <laughs> and my, first, my personal favorite is, why? Because I said so, that's why. You know, I think that we need to remember our fathers better. And we need to remember those who are godly men better. And so I entitled my sermon this day, Choosing Fathers, Choose Jesus. Now, some of you might remember that old commercial where it said, Choosing Mothers, Choose Jeff. I don't know. But the thing is, is that Choosing Fathers, Choose Jesus. And when they do, they become a godly man, a godly father. And one such father, without a doubt, in the scripture is Joshua. I thank God today for those Christian fathers who follow the example of Joshua. Joshua was a father who decided that in spite of what everybody else was doing, in spite of the fact that most were going after idols and foreign gods instead of the God of Abraham, that he chose to follow God he said, I am going to serve God. My household and I choose the Lord, Jehovah. And I believe that we can learn from Joshua today just simply by looking at two qualities that he possessed. One was that he was the spiritual leader of his home. 
I remember a story of a little fella who was frightened by lightning and thunder, and he, he called out one dark night. He said, Daddy, come here, I'm scared. And the daddy went to his room, and he said, Son, he said, God loves you. God will take care of you. There's nothing for you to be afraid of. And the little boy says, I know God loves me, but right now I want somebody who has skin on. <laughs> if I could start over as a dad, I would want to be, above all else, God's love with skin on. Friends, Joshua was close to God. He spent time with, he talked with, he built a relationship with God. Joshua could not show God to his family if he did not know God. Friends, your kids need to see God with skin on. Dads, you are to be spiritual leaders in your family. The second quality that I think that Joshua possessed is that he had a plan for his family. When Joshua spoke, as for me and my household, he was setting up what they, the family, was going to do. Joshua said, we will serve the Lord. Now that's the plan. Dads, what's your plan for spiritual formation of your family? I read of a story back in the days of depression. Back in the days when Women didn't always make it through childbirth. And this woman had delivered five children and she was trying to deliver her sixth when she ran into many complications and it was obvious that she wasn't going to make it. And before she died, she said to her husband, she said, Charlie, make sure you get our other children to heaven. Friends, the most important place you can take your child isn't on vacation or sporting events or shopping or out to eat. The most important place you can take a child is to heaven. But you've got to have a plan. What's your plan? Joshua said, we will serve the Lord. You see, when Joshua spoke his faith, it was genuine, it was authentic, and, it was a, and as a result, his family said, in essence, back to him, we are with you, Dad. When the family is united, it can endure the trials that will certainly come its way. That's why Christian fathers are so important. We need more Joshua men. See, we have plenty of men who know how to bring babies into the world. But we don't seem to have too many men who know how to bear responsibility for them. Other people will be their friends, their mentors, their coaches, but they need from you the physical and spiritual and emotional provision that God has instructed you to impart to them. Maybe your children have grown up but maybe you've got grandchildren. Don't shirk the responsibility you have as a grandparent to be a godly father figure for them. It's your responsibility, but it's not just your duty. It should be your joy. No matter how difficult the challenge is, a Christian father knows that all dark nights will be followed by brighter days. No matter how difficult the challenge is, a Christian father knows that all heavy burdens are followed by great blessings and that they're not alone, that God shares your burdens with you. So let me ask all of you men today, are you living your life with a commitment that is pleasing to God? Are you sharing your faith, studying the Word, praying, being faithful to the church? I wish that someone had preached a sermon like this to me when I was a young father. One of my children is far away from the church and the faith and estranged from the family. There'll be no call to me from her this day. 
but I don't blame her as much as I blame myself for not giving her the same foundation, our oldest child, as was given our youngest child. Are you sharing your faith, studying the Word, praying, and being faithful to the church? Are you using Joshua as your example? Are you being a godly father, a godly grandfather? And the world doesn't just need Christian fathers and grandfathers. They need Christian mothers and grandmothers. They need women who will hold up and support the men they love, especially when they're being faithful and spiritual and have focused on God, our Lord Jesus Christ. It's so important in our world today. You know, I've been using a lot of baseball illustrations lately, and I want to give you another one. And the reason I'm doing, doing that so much is right now it's on my mind a lot because one of my grandchildren lives in an, about four states from here up in Illinois, and I have no way really to influence that child at all. But I have noticed and been watching with great pleasure how good a baseball player he is as he pitches for the local junior high school baseball. And when Greg Swindell pitched for the Cleveland Indians, he was a proud father of a little girl named Sydney. And on the back of his baseball cap, he had her name inscribed in tiny little white leathers, letters, and her birth date was written out on the underside of the cap's bill. So, Every so often, you know, you've seen baseball pitchers, you've seen them, how they'll take their hats off and wipe their brow, and sometimes they look in their, in their hats, and I've often wondered if, if they had anything written there. When I run, run across this, it confirmed it. Swindle said when he was asked about this, he, says, he said this. He says, when things are going badly, or when I'm getting shelled, and that happens ever so often, he says, I just take that hat off, he says, I look at that name and I think about that child of mine and I think about that no matter what, this will soon be over and I'll be home with her. Greg knew that family was more important even than baseball. Joshua knew, knew that family and serving the Lord was the most important life achievement that he would ever have. He understood that that was the most important thing he could do would be a godly father, to direct his family into the love of God. Friends, just two qualities. They're pretty simple. Be a spiritual leader. Be a parent or a grandparent with a plan. Remember, leading your household to serve God is the most important life achievement you will ever have. And I do believe that God will not do all that He desires in our life until we are committed to Him. And I do believe we've given lots of excuses through the years for our lack of commitment. And I think we should honestly say, Lord, I've put myself before you. I haven't served you with a whole heart like I should. And I want to change things right now today. Now the Lord knows there's going to be some struggles, there'll be issues that we all have to deal with. But God will help us through. We are not alone. God is with us. Let us make a renewed commitment. Our bishop was so inspiring to all the laity and clergy gathered there, some 2,000 plus people across South Carolina, all areas. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? 
Do you love Jesus more than anything else? And as, the more he said it, you know, the more it just really seemed to just go out there and resonate with everybody. It reminded me when Jesus talked to, to John in the scriptures, Peter, and said, do you love me more than these? God desires the best for us. God desires our focus and our love upon Him. And I believe today the best thing I can say on Father's Day Sunday is that if you make a renewed commitment to God, if you act clearly so that your household knows that you serve the Lord, that that will go and multiply and bring blessings way beyond your current life. Amen.
now may that grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit, may they be yours this day and each day. Amen. Thank you.